Welcome to the Bold and Balanced Mama podcast, where we will learn how to cultivate a lively, fierce, fun, and unashamed motherhood. We see it everywhere, this culture of a burnt-out mom being the norm. This hot mess mom running on fumes is not the life we were called to live. We are meant to thrive as women who run after God first and then pour into our family from a full and well-cared-for heart, soul, and body. We see every other mom doing it all, yet most of us deep down are struggling to be it all. There is balance as a mom. I don't believe it is a myth, but that will look different for all of us. And there is a healthy way to do this without running ourselves to the ground trying. We will be talking all things health, wellness, mindset, and pursuing what God has for us in the season we're in. I can't wait to chat with you. So grab a cup of coffee or a matcha or listen while you're doing the dishes or folding the many loads of laundry, mama. This is your host, Caitlin Martinez. Enjoy the show. Okay, tell me I am not alone in this. I used to count all the calories, making sure that it was always low fat or no fat. I used Splenda like it was going out of style, and I would pay for it by running to the bathroom during every workout because I'd have coffee with Splenda in it and then run to the bathroom. Stomach distress, hello. And then I would make sure I would eat the low fat butter. Butter was bad back then, so I never bought butter. I would eat chicken breast with nothing on it and steamed broccoli and egg white omelets with low fat cheese until I started learning more about organic, whole, nutrient dense foods. I was blown away by how much these actually impact our health and not only for us, but for generations to come. I don't want to be a fear monger here, mama, but it's our job. Most of us do the shopping. Most of us do the planning and the, and the prepping and, and all of that. And we choose what our family eats and where we get it from. Can I be honest with you for a minute? I know these things. How to eat and source and purchase. Girl, this stuff's expensive. But we're going to talk today about what the industry, how it has changed over our many, many thousands of years and key milestones that have brought us to where we are today and what that's done for our health, the food we're eating, and how we're living. So let's dive in, shall we? Over 12,000 years ago, our ancestors were hunters and gatherers, and you maybe have heard the term paleo. And in fact, not everybody was paleo back then. They did a wide variety of foods. They ate a wide variety of foods. They were all over the place. They didn't settle in one place. And some cultures thrived off of higher amounts of carbs, while others thrived off of very little amount of carbs. Some lived mostly on plants. And some lived mostly on animals. But the key fact is that there was never vegans back then. Back then, even if they ate an abundance of plants and most of their diet was plants, they still had animal products and animal foods in their diet as well. So much has changed since then. But the thing that still remains the same is that 99.9% of the genes are still the same as our ancestors over 12,000 years ago. Cultures were very different back then. But they didn't have the obesity and the heart disease and the cancer and the chronic disease that we have today. Yet our genes are still the same, which is mind blowing. 
Let's talk about the first milestone in the milestones that brought us to where we are today in the food industries. The ag revolution, the first milestone. People started to settle down. They started raising animals and growing crops instead of killing their food. Well, they still killed it, but hunting for it and gathering for their food. This hurt the people though, because it was less diversity in their diet and there was rapid bone loss and higher spread of communicable diseases. And they also had a lot of slavery and genocide hierarchy and more that brought was brought on by the ag revolution, agricultural revolution, I should say. Then the second one was introduction of refined sugar. This is in the 1600s. It was a luxury for a lot of people until it started to become cheaper and cheaper to produce. Back then, this is crazy. The average person was one or two pounds of sugar a person a year. Today, the average person consumes 150 pounds to 200 pounds of sugar, refined sugar a year. And you wonder why we're so sick, right? That's just one factor. The third one is the industrial revolution. This brought us grocery stores, maybe not as big as HEB like it is here in Texas, but super convenient. Yet, so many nutrients were lost as the shelf life got bigger and easier to store more food on the shelves. This also boomed our population going from 700 million to 1.2 billion in 200 years. It doubled and doubled and doubled and tripled all the way up to what we have today, 7 billion people in the world. That is a lot of food to grow and make. We also, with the Industrial Revolution, introduced a lot of toxins and chemicals in our food and into the environment as machines replaced humans doing the work. Food was turned out faster. It was cheaper to make. It was easier to make in machines, but also put a lot of chronic issues in our path with the toxins in environment and chemicals in our food. So this is sick to know. Chris Kresser says that today, because the Industrial Revolution Half of the calories an average person consumes in the United States, it comes from white sugar, white flour, and vegetable oil. We sit more, we move less, and are sicker than ever because of this key milestone. Let's keep moving on. We fast forward to the big food explosion in the 1800s. Companies like Post and Dr. Pepper and Nestle, Coca-Cola, Kellogg's all started around this time. And they started out with good intentions, like they wanted to help people in the sanatoriums. And they learned how to make corn into flakes and made you go to the bathroom faster. And Kellogg thought that was the best idea. And that was a key sign of health, which we know is not. They made foods that quickly um, hooked consumers and marketed ki- to kids with like fatty and salty and sugary foods that created lifelong consumers. And that flavorful explosion in your mouth made you want more and more. Then we get to the World War II. World War II, we had to send soldiers all over the world. So we had to create new foods that would last longer here that were super light. For example, goldfish and granola bars and juice patches started in the 1940s. We sent our butter and meat to the troops. So us U.S. folks back at home had to eat margarine and hydrogenated oils. And that was marketed as better and healthier for you. So of course we bought it and it was a lot cheaper to consume to eat. You can get this. The chemical compounds we used in bombs and nerve gas, for example, are now used to fertilize our foods to protect our foods from pests. So herbicides and hello, Roundup, um, all these things are on our foods now. And it started in the 1940s from bombs and nerve gas. If that doesn't shock you, I don't know what does. So now we have a crap load of food that is made in the lab, 
cheap to make, easy to consume, very addictive, covered in chemicals that cause serious harm to our health. What's the solution? Let's keep going. One more. This is the age we're in. We are in the digital or information age. We have so much info about health more than ever. We can look on the internet. It's in our pocket. Instagram and blogs and Pinterest and podcasts and books at our fingertips. Yet it's causing harm to us. All the EMFs, poor posture that we sit so much is leading to poor digestion. We're eating in front of screens. We're we're looking at blue light more than ever have before, which is hindering our sleep. And, and EMFs is leading to cancer and even leads to leaky gut. We are outside less. Hello, stay at home 2020, QI roll. More consumption of garbage, TV and media and sleeping less, eating more and while on media or just not moving like we should. So as I talked about in the last podcast, we have to set boundaries in our media and digital use for many reasons pertaining to our overall health and wellness. And in closing, I, we have the same genes. We, we, our lives are drastically different than our ancestors 12,000 years ago. So what do we do, Caitlin? I know all this. It's very interesting. With chronic disease, massive mental health issues, obesity, heart disease, cancer, and so much more, higher than we ever have before, we are so unhealthy. And it starts with food. Food. Source as best as you can find your local farmers, choose whole nutrient dense food, choose organic whenever possible. Go to the dirty dozen list when you can. That's where you buy organic is from the dirty dozen list. You start moving your body more, get outside more. Don't sit so often. These are little, little changes we can make for ourselves and our family that can really make a drastic difference in the health overall for this generation, yours, your kids, your grandkids, and more to come. I hope that this was informative and educational and know that there's grace upon grace that I'm not perfect. I don't buy all organic and all pastured, but I'm going to start making better choices the more I learn about how important it is as a mom and the sole producer of food in our home and cook and the meal planner, that this is going to make a big difference. And I want generations to be healthy and I want to start making better choices. I hope that you would do the same thing. Let me know on Instagram, go and tag me in your story if you listen to this. And I want to hear more of what really sparked something in your mind. Have a great week and I will talk to you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. I would love to hear from you. Would you do me a favor? Would you hop over on Facebook or Instagram and send me a message? I want to hear what you loved about this week's episode and how it impacted you. Then if you did love it, can you hop over on Instagram and share in your stories this episode and tag me in it? I will be sure to share it on my stories as well. Last thing, make sure you are subscribed so you don't miss an episode. I'll be dropping one every Monday. I appreciate it. Until next time.